Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my review of WCW Super Brawl 1998. Starting off the evening, we're going to our first match on the card. It is Rick Martel versus Booker T for the WCW Television Championship. Starting off the match, Booker hits a back body drop on Martel. The flock is sitting ringside during this match. Block, uh, Booker then hits a spin kick on Martel. Booker then hits a knee drop on Martel as well. Booker then hits a sidewalk slam on Martel. Martel then gets up, hits a power slam on Booker. Martel then hits a spine buster on Booker. Martel then applies a Quebec crab on Booker T. Booker T then breaks the hold. Booker then hits a flying forearm on Martel. Booker then hits a signature scissors kick on Martel. Booker then hits an Alabama slam on Martel in the middle of the ring. Martel then goes for a top rope maneuver, but Booker uh, hits a side kick on Martel. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match and at that time, new WCW television champion is Booker T. Again, this was not a bad opening match. It, it was kind of, you know, they were kind of milking it out in the beginning. Picked up, you know, some speed towards the end. Um, it was actually good seeing Rick Martell in WCW, man. I feel like this was something where maybe he had a fallen out with Vince or left the company. You know, joined uh, Ted Turner in WCW. And within a couple months, he was WCW television champion. So hats off to Martell for that. And I had to give credit where credit's due, man. Booker did a fantastic job in this match. Hats off to Booker T for getting the win. And at that time, getting the WCW television championship. After that match, we go into our next match on the card. Booker T is now defending his new uh, WCW television championship against Saturn. Um, as soon as the match gets started, Saturn pretty much attacks Booker T. Saturn then quickly applies the ring of Saturn on Booker. Booker then breaks the hold. Saturn's, Saturn's pretty much taking the fight to Booker T at this point. Saturn then hits a springboard splash on Booker on the outside. Booker then gets up, hits a drop kick off the top rope on Saturn. Saturn then gets up, hits a springboard moonsault on Booker in the middle of the ring. Booker then gets up, hits a scissors kick on Saturn. Saturn then gets up, hits a northern light suplex on Booker in the middle of the ring. Booker then gets up, hits a Harlem sidekick on Saturn, pins over to three, and your winner of the match. And still, at that time, WCW television champion is Booker T. Again, got to give uh, credit to Booker T, man, pulling double duty on this event. You know, obviously opening the night and having the second match back-to-back. Hats off to Booker T for doing that, man. This shows you what kind of competitor Booker T was in WCW, man. Fantastic competitor, and that's why he was five-time WCW heavyweight champion. So hats off to Booker T for getting the win in this match. After that match, we go to our next match on the card as well. It is Disco Inferno versus La Parca. Starting off the match, LaParka throws a uh, chair at uh, Disco Inferno. LaParka then hits a power slam on Disco. Disco then gets up, hits a power slam of, of his own on LaParka in the middle of the ring. LaParka then gets up, hits a spin kick on Disco Inferno. LaParka then hits a tope suicido on Inferno on the outside. Disco then gets up, hits an atomic drop on LaParka. Disco then hits a netbreaker on LaParka in the middle of the ring. Disco then throws LaParka off the top rope into a chair. Disco then hits his signature chart buster on LaParka. Pins it for the three, and your winner of the match is Disco Inferno. Again, rest in peace to La Parca. Um, absolute legend. You're not really going to get a good match out of Disco Inferno. I'm sorry. I feel like it was more about the gimmick, and the gimmick really had a very low ceiling uh, for Disco Inferno. But hats off to uh, to, uh, to Disco for getting the win in this match. After that match, we can go to our next match on the card as well. It is Bill Goldberg versus Brad Armstrong. Again, this was a really quick, lackluster match. Goldberg applies a knee bar on Armstrong in the middle of the ring. Goldberg then hits a press slam on Armstrong, pretty much controlling this entire matchup. Goldberg hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex on Armstrong. Goldberg then hits a spear on Armstrong in the middle of the ring. And then Goldberg hits a signature jackhammer on Armstrong, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Bill Goldberg. Again, 
this was a part of Goldberg's undefeated streak. You know, this was just leading up to more matches for Bill Goldberg, um, an absolute legend for WCW and how they built him up. Um, maybe not so much now that him being on the main roster for WWE, but that's a whole different, you know, that's a whole different day. But um, hats off to Bill Goldberg for getting the win over uh, Brad Armstrong in this match. After that match, we can go to our next match on the card as well. It is Juventud Guerrero versus Chris Jericho in a title versus mass match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Starting off the match, Guerrero hits a spin kick on Jericho. Pretty much a back-and-forth match. Guerrero then hits a Hurricane Rana on Jericho. Jericho then gets up, hits a springboard dropkick on Guerrero, sending Guerrero to the outside. Juventud then gets up, hits a springboard flying elbow maneuver on Jericho to the outside. Guerrero then hits a signature 450 splash off the top rope on Jericho. Guerrero then covers Jericho, gets the pin, but Jericho touches the rope. Referee counts the three, but the match continues. Referee didn't see uh, Jericho breaking the pin. Jericho then goes after the legs of Guerrero. Guerrero then gets up, hits a DDT on Jericho. Guerrero then hits a springboard hurricane round on Jericho as well. Jericho then gets up, applies a lion tamer on Guerrero. On Guerrero, winner and pretty much taps out. Your winner of the match is Chris Jericho. And because the stipulation of the match, uh, Juventud Guerrero had to unmask his mask. Uh, and show his face. Um, it's a big thing for uh, luchadors to take off their masks and not really supposed to do it. Um, so it was a bit. It was a big move by Juventud Guerrero to do that. Uh, and what I thought was honestly, this was probably one of the matches of the night for me on this card. Man, this was a really good, fantastic match. It was really back and forth between Guerrero and Chris Jericho. After that match, we go to our next match on the card as well. It is Steve McMichael versus British Bulldog. I guess this was Bulldog's WCW pay per view debut for uh, Super Bowl 1998. Uh, the match, pretty much a back-and-forth match. Bulldog does apply a sharpshooter straight out of Bret Hart's book on McMichael. McMichael then breaks the hole. McMichael then hits a three-point uh, stance on British Bulldog. Bulldog is then working on the injured arm of McMichael. McMichael hit the post on the outside. And your winner of the match, due to submission from the arm, is British Bulldog. He gets the win. Um, it was good seeing British Bulldog in WCW, don't get me wrong. I just feel like, again, it's kind of where I you know stand with Bret Hart. Bret's career will always be the pinnacle of, you know, what it was in WWE. That's it. I, I, he didn't really do much for me in WCW. The same thing goes with Davey Boy Smith. You know, unfortunately, God rest his soul, rest in peace, the British Bulldog. But I, I, I honestly feel like his career kind of took a downward spin when he uh, joined uh, Ted Turner in WCW. So, but uh, hats off to British Bulldog for getting the win in this match. After that match, we go to our next match on the card. It is Diamond Dallas Page defending his United States Championship against Chris Benoit. Starting off the match, DDP and Benoit both shake each other's hand, showing a sign of respect to one another. Benoit then lands devastating chops on DDP. DDP then lands a back suplex on Chris Benoit. DDP and Benoit both exchange in the middle of the ring. DDP then hits a uh, superplex off the top rope on Benoit. DDP then hits a clothesline off the top rope on Benoit as well, which was absolutely devastating. DDP then hits a belly-to-belly -belly suplex on Benoit. Benoit then hits three German suplexes on Diamond Dallas Page in the middle of the ring. DDP then hits a signature diamond cutter on Benoit, pins it for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time, still United States champion, is DDP. Again, another match of the night candidate for me, honestly. This was a back-and-forth match, and I feel like, you know, despite, like I said before, despite Benoit's situation and what he's done and everything else like that, he always gave you 110% in every one of his matches, and he was in there to kick your ass. He was not in there to play any games. Benoit was a wrestler's wrestler, man. You can say what you want about Benoit. But as far as in-ring talent and ability that that man had and what he crafted as a pro wrestler, I'm talking all the way when he was in New Japan as Pegasus Kid uh, until him being Chris Benoit, the Crippler Crossface, you know, the Rabbit Wolverine. You know, he built his craft from the ground up, man. And he is one hell of a competitor. I'm sorry. You know, obviously, you know, like I said, his situation. But 
Um, a hell of a competitor, hell of a competitor, and should have been world champion uh, a lot more times than what he actually was. But um, hats off to uh, DDP for getting the win in this match and at that time retaining his WCW United States Championship. Um, after that match, we go to our next match on the card as well, ladies and gentlemen. It is Randy Savage versus Lex Luger in a no disqualification match. Uh, starting off the match, Luger, uh, Luger goes to hit a press slam but can't from the injured ribs. Uh, Luger does come down to the ring with uh, his uh, ribs wrapped up in, uh, in some kind of like bandage. Uh, Randy goes out to the injured ribs of Luger. Luger puts Randy into a torture rack somehow. Elizabeth then attacks Luger. NWO is here. NWO, uh, Luger puts uh, Randy into a torture rack You know after they fight the NWO off. And your winner of the match by submission is Lex Luger. Again, back and forth match. Obviously, there was a big rival going on back in the day between Luger and Savage that just went ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. And it, after a while, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a humongous Randy Savage fan, but the, the, some of the storylines that he was with Luger just really didn't see eye to eye with me. I feel like they really dragged that storyline out between Luger and Savage. But uh, moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is the Outsiders versus the Steiners for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Uh, starting off the match, Rick hits a lariat on Hall. Rick then hits an over, uh, overhead belly-to-belly suplex on Scott Hall. Uh, then, you know, being a dog-faced gremlin, they always do that, you know, that pose they do from way back in the day. Scott uh, Scott Steiner ends up attacking Rick Steiner. He turns on his brother. He ends up attacking Rick. Scott then hits a release underhook powerbomb on Rick Steiner in the middle of the ring. Hall then hits his outsider's edge on Rick Steiner, pins up for the three, and your winner of the match and new tag team champions are the Outsiders. Again, this was something where, I, honestly, at the time, I don't think anybody knew that Scott Steiner was going to turn on Rick Steiner. They've been a tag team for years. I mean, they're brothers, phenomenal tag team. And I loved the Steiners growing up as a fan, man. I thought they were a phenomenal tag team, one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, I don't think anybody saw, you know, Scott Steiner turn on Rick Steiner. But um, I feel like, you know, when that happened, you know, obviously it paid more off for Scott joining NWO than Rick. Rick was more, you know, after this happened. He was kind of by himself as a singles competitor, and it just really didn't pan out for Rick Steiner. But I kind of feel like it was something where Rick Steiner kind of knew the writing was on the wall, and it, you know he wasn't going to last long in WCW, especially as a singles competitor. Now Scott, that's a different story. You know he became a, you know he made a big name for himself, being Big Papa Pump and stuff like that, and the Freakzilla or whatever he wanted to call himself. But uh, you know you always had to be cautious with uh, Scott Steiner on the mic, man. You never knew what that guy was going to say, but. Uh, Obviously, it paid off for Scott Steiner, but um, I kind of feel bad for Rick in this in that whole predicament. But hats off to the Outsiders for getting the win and at that time becoming the new WCW Tag Team Champions. After that, we go into the main event of the evening, uh, of the evening ladies and gentlemen. It is Hollywood Hogan versus Sting for the, w, the vacated WCW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, starting off the match, Sting goes after Hogan. Hogan then hits Sting with the weight belt. Hogan then is pretty much controlling the matchup at this point. Sting hit, hits Hogan with the weight belt for, you know, with the weight belt from Hogan. Uh, Hogan then hits Sting with a chair shot. Sting hits a stinger splash on Hogan. Sting then hits another stinger splash, but takes out referee Charles Robinson. Hogan then is taking the fight to Sting. Sting then hits two spring, uh, stinger splashes on Hogan in the corner. Sting then applies his scorpion uh, death drop, but Hogan ends up kicking uh, the ref on the way down. NWO is here. Savage is here. Savage ends up hitting Hogan. And then Sting goes for the cover, pins Hogan for the three, and your winner of the match and at that time, new WCW heavyweight champion is Sting. After the match, uh, there was spray paint in the ring that I guess Savage used on Hogan to hit him with. Sting ends up uh, spray, uh, spray painting WCW over Hogan's chest, kind of symbolizing you know, that he's a new champion. WCW is here to stay. And it was something that was synonymous with NWO. They always brought out the spray paint 
and spray painted somebody's body and stuff like that. Um, as far as this event goes, I feel like this event was a little lackluster for Super Brawl. Uh, the main event was okay. It wasn't the greatest, I can tell you that right now. I feel like the match of the, of the night for me was uh, Benoit and DDP. I feel like that was a really good match. It was really back and forth and it told a great story. Um, under that, besides that match, I would say Jericho and Juventud Guerrero. That was the title versus mass match was really good. I had to give this event a four and a half, maybe five, man. I feel like it was really lackluster with how they were booking this event. And it just, there was no oomph to it, man. There was nothing. I mean, obviously it was a Sting and Hogan. It, it, it pretty much, you know, parlayed, if you will, over into, from Starcade into Super Brawl. And, and I feel like WCW and Bischoff and Ted Turner had a lot had that tendency to keep, you know, these storylines going and going and going with almost, if you will, the same results. So that's one thing that I kind of took away from this. I feel like it was really lackluster. I have to give it a four and a half, five, man. I just feel like the event wasn't that good. But that is my review of Super Bowl 1998. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.